conversation. There's a conversation it. with you. With Harry. About how dark your baby is going to be? Potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. And you're not going to tell me who had the conversation? So we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security, he's not going to be given a title, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. Welcome to the Black Feet Tonight podcast. I'm your host, Bekwe Bernard Boma. You can call me Ben Carson. And today we are back again, as we always do it. Another black person excelled and, well, you can say half-caste or half-black lady is also in the news. I'm speaking about the interview between Oprah Winfrey and Meghan Merkel, together with her husband, formerly Prince Harry, now Harry from the house Buckingham. All right, so... This interview actually is not just making the headlines, but it has actually skyrocketed the divorce rate of Americans. Now, someone might think, uh, how does that happen? Well, you remember on Sunday while the interview was going on, there were a lot of American males that were actually watching the NBA All-Star game. Just when it was getting hotter, Oprah came on the screen and the wives would not allow it. And so, you can hear a wife shouting, Honey, please don't change the channel. Oh, honey, please, he's going to drag Carrie. And then, yeah, so, Megan, how did he... Carrie, he made it. How did you come up about it? I mean, stepping out of you. Yes, and then he made it. So, all that I'm trying to say is that there was just a piece of interchanging between the NBA game and the Oprah interview on the screen. And, well, whoever won, yes, got the divorce letter actually if your husband and you won yeah the wife brought you the divorce letter if your wife that ended up watching the oprah show well get ready to meet your husband's attorney well this interview didn't just bring divorce rate high in america but oprah herself had the opportunity to showcase her chicken georgie skills talking about chicken georgie if you've watched the movie Kunta Kinte, you know what I mean by Chicken George. So Oprah was all over the compound showing her chicken. At some point, she was even holding six eggs. <laughs> now you, why six actually? Well, well anyway, six chickens? <laughs> I can't even think about it. But wait, there were six eggs at some point in Oprah's hand. Oprah was all over the chickens. At some point, even the, Megan and the husband were even feeding the chicken. I mean, the compound was huge. In fact, it's super expensive and I feel like it's underrated at some point, I, I, I think. At some point, uh, underrated. Now, speaking about Megan and Harry, Megan is your half-caste, like 50% black, but well, anything with a touch of black is, is black. <laughs> Man is black. So, Megan is your typical black lady that is seeking to make the monarchy uh, look like an inverse form of a laser probe. <laughs> now, that came in a little bit handy, but what I mean is that, you know, a typical lizard poop is like all black with a pinch of white at the end. But no, an inverse form that I mean is that the monarchy has been all white. I mean, 116% white. For some of them even have typical gray hair. Not because they are old, but because they are whitish, I am almost. And so they are like 116% Caucasians. Like, did I say Caucasian? 116% white. And Megan is your 50% black who is just seeking to make 
some part, uh, somewhere, somehow, the destiny of the monarchy has a little bit touch of a blackness. Well, to make it dope, is some form you can say. And it looked like things didn't go as she planned. So in early 2020, they decided to step back, as they put it, from royal duties. Now, that is just putting this interview in context that it is contiguous of that statement that they made earlier in 2020 that they are stepping back from royal duties and anything that associated with it. Well, of course, apart from the money and their security details. But we learned from the interview that well, some, somehow they didn't actually get to eat their cake and still have it. So that is just an intro for you, uh, proud to, to, to put in perspective what brought about this interview but before that i think we should all bounce back to go and look at what actually happened proud today thinking of if he's stepping back like what has been uh, the issues post their wedding that was telecast on the screens and everybody was applauding yeah so we happen to find out that in the year 2018 uh, megan an actress and also a divorcee and of course an indefatigable face in suit at uh, the series uh, where she served as a paralegal by day and well the doer of my cross by night decided to wed a former captain of the uk army well the royal army and the only foreigner in town who didn't understand that what happens in vegas stays in vegas is actually a scam so megan decided to wed prince harry and well this wedding was attended by high profile people well you can think about oprah Winfrey herself james corden yeah of the late late show serena williams and the husband were there you can also think about well football fanatics david beckham and the wife were also there and of course the rat from the church <laughs> the rat from the chapel where they had it was also there so you had from high profile to even the lowest of profiles even a rat coming to the wedding so you can see it was all classes of mammals <laughs> were there at the wedding now a year after that wedding well well they did it so they were expecting and they gave birth to prince archie which brought a lot of controversy between the couple, the monarchy, and even the tabloids. Now, speaking about the tabloid, what I mean is the UK press. So, henceforth, if I use the word tabloid, I mean you should understand what I mean. So, it brought a whole lot of controversy. So, after after welcoming baby Archie, they decided to step back, even though they were expecting yeah, to have a baby girl by the summer of 2021. Yeah, of course, they had planned it. They knew they were going to have just two and they knew when they were going to do it and when Megan was going to be expected. But they still decided to step back from royal duties. And that has been all the controversy that has come with this. And as to why you would side with them or chastise them for that decision, we head to the content of this interview. Now in this interview, well, of course we learned or we saw that Oprah, yeah, excelled. And I think that is even one of the reasons why this show has to actually broadcast uh, this book about this whole interview. Oprah did what she does best. In fact, trying to elicit the unspeakable, unpardonable words from her guests. So these people, as um, Morgan Price actually put it, they were spewing words. <laughs> they were just flowing. Even things that you wouldn't even think of royals even saying. They were just putting it out there. Not thinking about the queen or the people that are associated with the crown. They were just spewing words like, back and forth it was just like damn like things were just flowing no break to it <laughs> so that that is kudos to oprah well she did she did amazing she did amazing there so um apart from that what we learned is also that the show or the wedding that was broadcasted live that everybody like i'm speaking about high profile people went was actually a sham like when i say a sham it means it wasn't a real deal like they did the real thing 
secretly three days before what we also went out i now that brings me to what the court say that don't believe what your eyes see sometimes what you are seeing is actually not what you are seeing and sometimes you are not even sure of what you are seeing what we saw on tv was actually a scam and imagine if you were there you have paid your money you've gone with that huge envelope and then you'll be like the priest be like okay so anyone that wishes to speak against the i mean we're putting this couple together now is the time to speak or forever keep your peace and then i happened to raise my hand or james Corden, who was also there happened to raise a hand and be like objection my lord and the priest be like oh i'm sorry you are three days late <laughs> okay so that, that would have been awkward what we actually saw was three days late it was like the replay of the actual thing that happened yeah there you have it what they were actually doing was something like a sham or a scam or something you can't even have name for it so it was just for the ads for the screens that they were doing they had actually secretly married three days before yeah there you have it now we also happened to learn that after the wedding members of the monarchy and the tabloids started treating her very harshly even some people tried to name her as hurricane megan some people even especially the tabloids said um, she was a bully and then uh, even at some point she made um her in-law i don't know how you whites call it but we blacks in africa that will be your rival like the wife of your husband's brother is your rival and they even said kate middleton cried because of an incident over some flower girl dresses well that would have been typical of an african wife or rival too the only ultimate goal that an african rival wife has is to make the other rival cry so that would have been goal mission accomplished they're like da, 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 like damn but then we happen that the fun issues with it so well you can't really have much to say about it but then we happen to realize from this interview that it was the other way around that actually happened like it was kate middleton that actually made Megan cry. You know, sometimes I have issues with the blackness of Megan, a typical black lady, seven, having the best time at the palace. We didn't cry over flower girl dresses. Like, how dare you? No. <laughs> but it was Megan that actually cried from an incident that Kate later on apologized. And then they closed the chapter. But I think one shocking thing that, according to Megan, that she realizes that none of the members of the monarchy actually spoke a thing or word about it. Like, they were silent as if it was normal. It was okay. After all, there's a white lady that is doing to black person well you don't have much to say about that so we will move on to the next thing that we learned or we elicited ourselves also from this interview the whole cause of the brouhaha is about this revelation that i'm coming to drop it in about the racial sentiment well megan accuses the monarchy of racism and, and that while she was expecting baby archie there was a secret conversation that went on backstage concerning how dark the skin of baby archie will be now i think apart from megan complaining the step that step by whoever actually initiated a conversation well at least we know from harry that it wasn't from um william neither was it from their father prince charles neither was it from the queen but it was a typical high profile person from the monarchy that actually had this conversation apart from that complaint being very racist and called for and i, I mean condemn it day and night I think it was also overhyped, overplayed by the royals because, well, Megan is 50% black, not your total or 100% black. Secondly, she is the lady, it is your Harry that's going to put things, I mean, yeah, <laughs> going to put things in her. So, you know, you are sure that, um, well, the baby is not going to be all that black. If Harry was black and Megan was white, yeah, then now you have a problem. But Megan, uh, being a black person, a lady, and just yeah, 50%, I think her blackness sometimes overhyped. 50%. Well, Harry is even more than 100%, like 109%. If you doubt, just look at her hair. 
then the hair standing like straight and real red like ripe mangoes that has nothing to do with 100% white it's 109 tops percentage of whiteness so now you have 50% black lady coming in to make 109% white person well at least what you can get is an 80% Caucasian born with a typical black nose that should be okay for the monarchy to even go discuss about how black or dark the baby is going to be so well that part I think it also called for also from the monarchy. Another thing that we also learned is that Megan said the situation wasn't to the point that she contemplated over suicide. Well, now that is very sensitive because issues with suicide, you can't you can't joke with it. It's not fun. It's very serious. It's very sensitive. Uh, but then you happen to find out from the interview that none of the HR actually gave a hand or supported Megan. And that was a complaint that Megan was giving it to the point that Harry actually felt like situation might worsen that it might even bring back history, like history might repeat itself, that referring to the death of his mother, Lady Diane, in the uh, gory accident in France that was fatal for the mother, uh, something similar might happen to uh, Megan. Well, that issue of suicide, well, is a little bit strange, looking at high-profile people serving as HR and not being able to offer a hand when someone wants to commit suicide. Well, I can't think about anything. Yeah, maybe there was something like, Yeah, hello, is this HR? Yes, this is HR. How may we help you? And who is this? Oh, really? I am Megan. I suppose you should know my voice. I'm really going through tough times and please, would you be able to offer a hand? Oh, uh, well, when you say hand, what do you mean by hand? I mean help. I need help. Well, you are being fed well. You eat, you sleep. You are being treated as part of us even though you are black. What else do you need? Hello? Hello? I guess her data is finished. She'll go back when she's fine. All right, so something like that happened. Whether Megan dropped the call because she was dead or whether something worse had happened, well, they didn't give a damn to it. So that is something that actually was worrisome. But that's where the true blackness of Megan actually, as I was saying, is sometimes doubtful for me. Because, well, for a typical African lady or black lady <laughs> who has happened to find herself in a palace in this monarchy, Man, even if you are slapped or you saw it, well, things wouldn't really get to you if you are typical black. Nothing anybody does to you. Of all that we've been through, of all that we've been through, well, oh no, hell no. That, that wouldn't be anything coming close to letting you quit royalty. Of all the cuttings we've, I mean, <laughs> we've planted, of all the weaving, of all the whips, oh no, hell no. So. Now we come in and Megan says because of all that, well, an issue of racism, well, which is very sensitive as she couldn't bear it any longer. So uh, Prince Harry also thinking of not letting the issue, I mean, get out of hand, decided to support the wife and they decided to quit or exit the royalty of what the tablets, of course, named it as Mexit because they actually taught and, well, you can say knew it was Megan's idea. Well, another thing that we learn is is that Prince Harry says he himself actually felt a little bit trapped into the monarchy and he needed a way out and Meghan actually offered her way out. Now, that is where the blackness of Meghan comes in. Because for black ladies, that's all they've been doing all their life. They show you the way in and real quick and smooth and they will show you that same message out when your time is due. So, <laughs> when Prince Harry's time was due, yeah, Meghan was there, right? To show, her the, to show him the exit and they exited. Well, not without controversy. Yeah, 
they exited. And that is why I come in to say that they were exiting thinking that the finance issue would be intact and their security details, especially for Baby Hatch, would be intact. But then in the first quarter of 2020, we learned from this interview that this support was withdrawn. And that is where now you have an issue at hand. Monetary aspect of financial support was withdrawn and their security details. Even to the point that Harry revealed that whilst in Canada, he doubted Prince Charles, the father, and daddy wouldn't answer. He wanted nothing to do with the prodigal son. We learned all this from this interview. Now, it is also worth noting that the monarchy has actually responded with a Peter Dinklage. Now, speaking about Peter Dinklage, that's the short guy uh, in Game of Thrones, uh, Tyrion Lannister, uh, lent of a letter. I mean, the letter is that short. <laughs> and, well, that's what myself and other people find a little bit fascinating looking at the different accusations leveled against the monarchy. The letter, I'm quickly going to go through, this is what was written. The following statement is issued by Buckingham Palace on behalf of Her Majesty the Queen. The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan and Archie will always be much loved family members. Well, so that's the letter from the royalty or from the monarchy. And well, the controversial part of this letter that I also find mind-boggling comes in the part where the monarchy deliberately ignores Harry's statement on the fear of a repetition of what happened to Princess Diana. Now, as to that, uh, I mean, watering down uh, already um, idea, ideology of the monarchy having a hand to play in the exit of Princess Diana, well, you can't say much, that's very sensitive. I'm afraid of my life and I care for food, food is sweet. So I'll let that lie, dogs lie. Obviously from the interview, like as I said earlier, Oprah really excelled. She did what she does best. But also the issue of Megan complaining about being taught curtsy is a little bit far-fetched. And also I think it's a little bit petty. Even though, well, the idea of an elderly person bowing to another elderly is, well, very weird. Like very, very weird. And <laughs> It's a little bit weird, but then, well, you have it. That is the monarchy. When you go to Rome, you do what the Romans do. The monarchy and Ketsi is like a cake and a stopping. You can't do away with one. The monarchy is known for the bowings. Yes, that has made them what they are. Because people spend a great deal bowing. That is just what it is. The moment you raise your head, you only see splendor. Because you spend your whole life bowing. And that's make the monarchy. So the issue of being taught Ketsi are weird and kind of really give her the freedom. I think it's far-fetched. Another issue that I think we also saw is the fact that Megan says she didn't even research about the family. Neither did she even look up the husband and his profile prior to even getting engaged, which I find a little bit fascinating and weird. Because, well, if you're entering into a high-class family of this caliber, well, you have to go prepared. At least that's what black ladies do. So, well, that aspect of it. And the issue of someone stepping back from royal duty and its related consequence. I mean, if it's not even obvious in our lives, it's obvious in every church signboard. The situation of Jesus Christ coming to earth to die. <laughs> well, you could find it anywhere. If you don't read your Bible, pastors talk about it on the radio, on TV, and everywhere. So Megan should have known better. But stepping out of royalty was really going to be harsh for them. But, well, there you have it. So, that is just what has happened this week. And we felt like we should bring it to you. Personally, I'm, 
as in the situation or the issue of Megan being all black is a little bit over overplayed or kind of a hacked, should I say. But well, Megan, I just want to say that myself, all the supporters and the subscribers, the listeners of Black Twist tonight, well, we are behind you. As long as you're a woman, well, we support you. And as long as you are a wife, a mother, we are behind you. But I do feel like certain revelations were a little bit far-reaching or far-fetched. But that is just said. One lady did actually excel in this interview, and if it wasn't Megan, it was our typical black woman, Oprah Winfrey. There you have it, the Black Street Tonight podcast, summarizing the interview that is making the headlines about Prince Harry, Megan Merkel, and Oprah Winfrey. Thank you for listening and tuning for our very next episode. You can also listen to us on Anchor, everywhere you pick your podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Well, you can also help us to review our podcast. And that will be very, very helpful for us. Thank you for listening in. Once again, I'm the Queen Bernard Boma. You can call me Ben Carson. And I've been your host for the Black Street Tonight podcast. This program is probably sponsored by Dynamite Consult, Blitz by FLC, 5.5 FLC, and PJ Music.